Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 162. Joining Shai and I today is Peter Economy, author of the new bestseller, Wait, I'm the Boss? The Essential Guide for New Managers to Succeed from Day One. Peter is also a best-selling author of Managing for Dummies, with more than 600,000 copies sold worldwide, and a top columnist as the Leadership Guy on Inc.com, which averages more than a million page views a month for his more than 1,500 columns published to date. Good morning, Peter. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Uh, It's great to be here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And these are really some good hot topics we've got this morning, and it's going to be fun. And boy, the investment and time in writing a book, what drove you to actually wanting to write and take all of this time to create this book? Well, I've written a lot of books. I've written over 100 books over the years. And and one of my bestsellers was called Managing for Dummies which was published around 1995. But, you know, ever since then, I've been working in the leadership area, uh, leadership and management and, you know, other business related topics. But plus I've been doing columns on Inc.com, writing for for leaders and I'm, I'm the leadership guy on Inc.com. But I think this book in particular, I decided to do a book that was particularly suited for new managers, although the, the topics in it are appropriate for any kind of manager, whether you're new or, or well-established. But what I found was is that so many managers have never actually been trained to be managers. They've never actually been given any sort of training at all. And in fact, one of the main reasons Gallup has found that the number one reason why employees leave their jobs is because of a bad manager. There's a lot of bad bosses out there, a lot of bad managers. So I thought if I could write a book that would help new managers become great managers, then that might be a a useful thing to do and have some value for readers and for business owners alike. It's tremendous value. It's a continuous moving challenge, even for veteran managers to always want to look at, okay, this is a new millennium. What's changed? What do I need to know? So what are you finding to be difficult for new managers? Um, one of the biggest things is making the transition from being, you know, an expert, somebody who's really good at something. So say, for example, you're a salesperson, you're the top salesperson in your department, your division, and you get picked out to be a sales manager. So someone says, wow, you're great. You're a great salesperson. We want to make you a manager. And all of a sudden your job changes instead of just being out there selling and having fun with your customers and enjoying the sales process, which is what great salespeople do. They love the sales process. All of a sudden you're going to be put in an entirely different job, which is to be a manager. And some people make that transition pretty well. Some people don't. Some people find out that they aren't suited to be a manager. They don't like being a manager. And again, they aren't trained to be a manager. So That's a difficult transition to be put through, especially if you're not given any training in management. Yeah. And, you know, for so many of us who start our own businesses, 
we haven't been given a lot of formal training, right? Many of us are accidental entrepreneurs. We come from organizations where we learned a skill, we learned some expertise, but even some of the largest, most respected organizations in the world struggle with consistent training for managers. <laughs> so what can the business owner do when we're trying to simultaneously not just learn how to manage better for ourselves, but how do we grow teams that are more effective managers? Yeah, I think it's a matter of setting aside some time. And I know time is, you know, particularly precious for entrepreneurs, for small business people. I mean, I'm an I'm a entrepreneur myself. And I know how I get pulled a thousand different directions any given day, you know, for all sorts of reasons. But I think it's a matter of setting aside some time for your team to learn management and leadership skills. And the problem is, if you don't do that, then you're going to end up with bad managers. I mean, they're just going to try to figure it out on their own. And maybe some of them will get it right, but some of them will get it wrong. And once they've learned those habits, whether they're good or bad habits, they're going to stick with those habits. It's going to be really hard to change those habits. You know, we all know it's particularly difficult to change a, a habit, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit. But once someone has learned the bad habits of management, they're probably not going to change unless they're, they've got a really good reason to change. And so it's really worth it as a business owner, an entrepreneur, small business owner, medium business owner on up to spend a little bit of time with your employees, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. Here's some skills you could learn. Read this book, go out to this website, take a look at this podcast, this TED Talk about leadership, and just listen to it. And maybe you'll pick up some skills that you can use in daily management. Peter, I'm so glad you brought up this idea of behavior change and habit change and how difficult that can be. And, you know, to call you a prolific author would be a massive understatement. I mean, you've written so many books and I am sure that this process has evolved for you, right, as an entrepreneur and, of course, as someone who's had such a career in writing. How long did it take for you to develop habits to become an efficient and prolific writer? Well, it did take time. I've been a full-time professional writer for almost 20 years now. And before that, for about 10 years, I was a manager and then someone learning to become a manager. But it took me better part of, I'd say, 10 years to just really fine-tune my process to where now it's super efficient. And I'm usually juggling, you know, writing three or four books at a time. And in all sorts of topics, whether it's management, leadership, and I've been doing a lot of tech topics lately with these product development people who develop software products, and they're into agile software development processes and that, that kind of thing. So it's taken time, and I've gotten some pretty good habits, I think. I probably still got some bad habits I need to get rid of, but unfortunately, the good habits outweigh the bad ones. So what are the kinds of tactics, like things you do every day when you're running three different or four different projects at a time? For me, it's it's really deadline driven. I have to keep a really close eye on my deadlines. And, and a lot of my projects have contracts that have deadlines as a part of the contract. So I'm always keeping an eye on my deadlines. Prioritization is everything for me. Every day I prioritize what I'm going to do. So the night before when I'm going to bed, I'll set up my priority list for the next day. I mean, every day I do that, you know, without fail. So I know exactly what I'm going to tackle the next day. What's number one? What's number two? What's number three? And I, I literally check off each item as I go through it. And I also have found the best times for me to work. So this is particularly interesting that now that people are working at home more than they used to, you've got to find the best time, the most effective time for you to work. For me, it's usually 10 o'clock at night till about two or three in the morning is when I'm most effective, most efficient. 
And that's when I usually do the most of my work. During the day, earlier in the day, I'm doing emails, I'm doing different things just to keep up with my day-to-day life and business life. But at night is when I find is I'm most effective, most efficient and actually doing writing. And Peter, looking at this self-management and new skills that you picked up over time in your writing, and I know you've managed business sectors also and large volumes of people. A lot of it comes out today with everybody working at home, remote management of team members. What's been your experience and what are your thoughts there? Well, I think the most important thing when you go remote, and a lot of companies have tried it, you know, and a lot of companies have dragged their feet, but now a lot more companies have gone remote. And I think that as a manager, you have to be communicating more than you've ever communicated in your life. Communication is always important. It's always a key skill for any manager. It's always a key thing to do because you should be keeping in touch with your people. You should be communicating information to them. You should be receiving information from them all the time. But I think a lot of managers kind of neglect that when they're in an office. They just sort of shut their door and try to keep the outside world out and do what they do. But now when you're remote, I think it's more important meetings, Skype meetings, Zoom meetings, whatever they may be. You want to have a regular meeting with your people. And in addition to that, you want to reach out on one-on-one basis with your people you know, have a regular, I'd say at least a weekly meeting with each one of your people every week. But communication is more important than ever. So over-communicate, if anything, and make sure you're letting your people know what's going on. Make sure you're keeping in touch with what they're working on. You know, what are they doing? How are they achieving their goals? Are they performing the way they're supposed to? You know, we've all got goals. We've all got performance standards that we're supposed to meet. So you've got to keep that all up. You've got to keep that structure, but you've got to be communicating that all the time with your people in every way you possibly can. So there's a number of things that need to be amplified and need to be picked up to a larger scale, given the distance. And one of the challenges I'm seeing that have happened in the past is having business owners uh, mention to me that, you know, well, how do I know they're working on what I need them to work on? How do I know what they're doing and not just having a good time? Yeah. And I think, you know, you'll never know that for sure, uh, as far as whether they're having a good time or, or whatever they're doing. But I think the point is, is that, and this is true, whether you're working remotely or you're still working in an office, is everyone has to have performance standards. Everyone has to have goals. So for example, increasing your sales by 15% this quarter or selling five more things this week than you did last week, or processing this many more accounting transactions than you did the month before, those kinds of standards that we set. Now, first of all, I think every standard, every performance thing that you have should be quantifiable. It should be a metric that you can actually measure. So you still keep those things in place. If you can't measure someone's standards, then you're going to get that mushy kind of result if they're not quantifiable. When you've quantified them, then you shouldn't have to worry about what they're doing as long as they hit those standards. If you set a standard that's quantifiable, either they're meeting those or they're not. And if they are, then as a manager, you shouldn't worry about what they're doing all day long as long as they're meeting those standards. If they're not quantifiable, then yeah, you've got something to worry about because you haven't set a standard that's measurable. And who knows what they're doing? Who knows if you're actually achieving the outcomes you want? So I would say it starts with goals, setting you know measurable goals that are, again, quantifiable, and then holding people accountable for that every week in your one-on-one meetings. Did you meet your standard? If not, why not? And let's get to the root of that and let's figure out what's going on. 
And along the lines of starting out as that new manager, as your book is focused, what are some of the stumbling blocks that people need to be aware of starting out in that new position? Well, a lot of managers, and I think this is particularly true for new managers, but any manager, a lot of managers don't delegate really well. And one of the key skills of any manager on top of communicating and being a good communicator is delegating work. I think it's far too easy for a manager. And I used to be guilty of this myself. I used to, for example, my boss would say, I'd like you to create a new report, a report on customers or whatever it might be. Tell us about our customers and what's going on. So I'd get that assignment from my boss. And I had 10 people working for me at the time, for example. And I'd say, oh boy, should I do that myself? Because I know I'm going to get it done probably three times faster than anybody else that I might assign this to. And then I've got to teach the person I assign this to how to do that report. And then they're probably going to make mistakes. So I'm going to probably spend even more time correcting their mistakes. So I think there's a decision that a lot of managers make and new managers as well. Should I assign that? And a lot of times they say, no, I'll just keep it because I know it's going to be faster. It's going to be done better. And I won't waste time training someone in doing that. But that's a huge mistake. The classical definition of management was always getting things done through others. That's what managers do. They get things done through others. And you can't do it all yourself and you shouldn't do it all yourself. You shouldn't do every single job. You can't do every single job that you've got to do. So you need to delegate that work out. You need to have people learning how to do the work that you do so that they get developed. They learn the skills that they need to progress in the organization and maybe someday become a manager themselves. Yeah. And in business, it seems like, especially when you're running your own business, there's this confusion around, are you a leader? Are you a manager? Are you both? And ultimately, what I think it comes down to is being a teacher, right? Because what you're trying to do, as you've said, is really figure out how can I leverage these resources? You know, of course, attract great people and mentor them and train them to become efficient themselves to help deliver our products and services. Yeah. So I think that's a great point you made there because the best managers are really the best teachers. And when a manager learns how to teach someone how to be a better employee, how to be better at what they do, I think that's really the best thing you can do as a manager. And you got to take time to do that. I mean, it takes time. And you've got to pull yourself out of that mindset that says, I can't take time. I'm too busy. I, I don't have time to do this with my employees. I can't develop them because I've got too much to do. So you've really got to step back and take the time to teach your employees. Be a teacher, you know, be a coach, be a great coach, be a great teacher. And your people will benefit, your organization will benefit, your customers will all benefit from that. You know, I'm curious, what are some things that people can do to become better at this managing portion of how they operate their business? I think that one of the best things to do, and, and this is particularly true for new managers, is to find a good mentor. You know, who in your organization is a great manager, a great leader, identify those people and then approach them and ask them if they wouldn't mind taking some time with you to mentor you and to teach you some of the skills of being a really good manager, a good leader. So that's one of the things you can do. And, and I think that's one of the best things you can do because I think a lot of leaders, a lot of managers want to mentor others. They want to help pass on their skills to others who are interested and if you show interest and if you really show a sincere desire to be a better manager, then I think they would gladly take you up on that. And then again, you know, there's tons of resources out there, great books on management. There's great websites. Today, there's so many resources out there that are available for little or no money. 
that are ready for you anytime you want. So I think you could reach out to other managers and ask them if they found some good resources to use that have helped them. Ask them what they found that works well for them. Well, Peter, it's been such a pleasure having you here today. And of course, with all of these great resources you've talked about to help people become better managers, you've just really added to this great body of work with this book, Wait, I'm the Boss. (laughs) So I wonder, is, is there anything more you have to share with our listeners? Well, the last thing I would say is for sure to be, as a manager, be more human, be as human as you can be. You know, I think that managers often forget that they should be people, you know, that that's our job is to work with people and to build strong relationships and to build trust. So that requires being human, being a real person. So bring your best person, bring your best self to work every day. It's the last thing I think that I would leave with your listeners. And, you know, obviously, I, I think if they go to my website, petereconomy.com, and gotten a lot of articles, there's links there to my articles on inc.com. I've got over 1,500 articles there suited to leaders to review and take a look at and managers. And uh, I've got that new book out, Wait, I'm the Boss. And there's a preview on my main page of my website, again, petereconomy.com. You can take a look at the first chapter and then a link there to, to actually buy the book if you want. Our guest today has been Peter Economy, author of the new bestseller, Wait, I'm the Boss, the essential guide for new managers to succeed from day one. You can learn more about Peter and find links to his content and book, all on our website at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.